You're listening to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Whether you have a diagnosis or you don't, I don't care. I want to get to the why behind your symptoms. And in this podcast, I'm going to teach you how to do that so you can get your life back, no matter how old or what your history is. But I have one question for you. Are you ready to start healing beyond the diagnosis? Come join the membership, drkylieburton.com backslash healing beyond the diagnosis. Right now, it's still $99 a month due to popular demand, but that will be ending at the end of March. Come join us and start healing beyond the diagnosis. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. I have a special treat for you today because this is my bestie. Um, If you want to know all the dirty work, the dirty stuff on me, talk to her. We lived together during chiropractic school in the first, what, year and a half? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is Miranda, Dr. Miranda Holwich. She's a chiropractor in Idaho Falls. So if you're in the area, go see her for all your chiropractic needs. Um, but I want to dive in today and just talk about school because some <laughs> people don't understand the schooling that we went through. And of course, since you know we lived together for a year and a half, we have a whole bunch of stories too. So Miranda, thanks for joining me. You and I have sat down and chatted. Um, if you could give, let's just start off by saying, if you could give like one dirty secret on me, what would it be? Keep it clean. Cool. Um, let's see. Besides the fact that she leaves all the cabinets open in the kitchen, although she just informed me her husband's worse than she is. Um, let's see. She gets very loud when it comes to sports. That was the biggest thing for me because my family did not watch any sports. And for her, that was the main thing. That was a must. We had to have a TV and we had to have cable so that she could watch her sporting programs which was a whole new concept for me. And then she would get so loud. So loud. <laughs> Funny thing is I hardly watch sports now, but I think it's because when we were in school, we were just trying to keep our heads above water. And yes. we didn't really have time to watch sports. And then no. of course, last year it got taken away from us. But my favorite, speaking of sports, is tennis. And tennis is on right now. But the Jazz, the Jazz are kicking trash. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. The Jazz are the best team in the NBA right now. Wow. One thing you may not also know about Kylie, I don't know, or Dr. Burton, is that she is an amazing piano player and organist. And so that was something that it's not a dirty secret, but it's a talent of hers that I miss is listening to her play all the time when she gets stressed. (laughs) I don't think I've touched the piano since I had Hallie. And that was months ago. (laughs) Sad. I have a piano in my front room. I haven't touched it. Yes, I have played the piano a lot, a lot since I was like three years old. And the problem is I don't practice. I can just sit down on site, read things and be just fine. So jealous of that. Let's go back to that first day. So Miranda and I met up on, I don't know, some website that the school had. Mm-hmm. It was like find a roommate kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. We both grew up in Utah where we where I live now. She's in Idaho. Um, we both attended Southern Utah University didn't know each other then. We got connected and turns out we have like the exact same red hair. We're basically twins from another mother and with the same 
personalities in a way, kind of. We got connected up there in, in Oregon. And we remember, I w- remember walking in because we were signing our apartment contract that day. And uh, it was like, oh my gosh, we're twins. And then my mom there. saw us from behind. We both had ponytails. We were both wearing, I don't know if it was SU shirts or just t-shirts and then kind of jeans. And my mom couldn't tell us apart. She was like, wait, they, they are the same person. And yeah. from then on, she knew we, we would be okay. Yeah, we were fine. We were, we rocked that school up there. Might have rocked us a couple times, but ultimately we rocked the process. So the first day we go into orientation, right? And orientation is where they tell us what we're in for. And I had somebody try to warn me what I was in for, but you don't understand until you're in it. And I remember going through orientation and they're like, oh, you have to perform a gynecology exam and a urinary, genital urinary exam. And a breast exam. Yes. I crack backs and necks. That's all we do, right? No, not even close. That was quarter 10. We'll get there. Okay. So that's what they're explaining to us this first day of orientation. And then I go into the first day of school. And granted, I was one of those people that hardly studied at this point. Um, And now I'm taking, you know, 30 credits and I don't know how to study. And what happened to me that first exam? It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. Seventy <laughs> percent the pass, and it was a one test for the whole entire class. It was a three-week class. I got a sixty-eight percent. I missed it by one question, mm-hmm. and I was pretty much like heartbroken because here I literally have failed this class. Luckily, they gave you a redo, and I rocked the redo. But yeah, it was a rough start. It was. I wanted to hit on that again, that this is medical school and we were taking at least 28 credits and got up to 34 credits a quarter. This wasn't a semester. This was a quarter. So we were blowing through information. We really didn't have any time to just stop and breathe. And we were always learning something new, always taking a new exam. That first I remember our first anatomy quiz happened within the first three days of school, um, just learning muscles and names and Latin. And so it's, it's nothing to shrink at. Yeah. And, and people don't understand this. So those of you that are listening, I always laughed going on when I, my cousins were like, oh, I have four finals this week. Four? Really? You're stressing about over four? And everybody has to go through their process. But it was typical for us to have... 15 finals every quarter. And that's not to mention all of the other tests along that 10 week period. So go, from your experience, what was the first quarter like? It was horrific. It was in a nutshell. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> I loved anatomy. And this is something Kylie and I have talked about a couple of different times. I absolutely loved anatomy. And I got into our cadaver lab. Kylie, on the other hand, this yeah, is a tell what happened in cadaver lab. So again, this is within the first, first week, week of school. Um, we are introduced to our cadaver. If I remember right, we had the same cadaver, correct? Or did we have different ones? Well, we had the same one, so we got split. Okay. And so we had, <laughs> I remembered we named our, our cadaver Dorothy. I 
I was in a different one to begin with because I had that mask on and then I joined your group afterwards. That's right. Okay. So I I was on Dorothy and Kylie was on a bigger man next to me and he was either not preserved correctly or his a different type of preservative. They were testing it out. So instead of a preservative that made the body like, and I'm sorry if you don't want to hear this, but this is real life. This is what we experienced. And I hated the cadaver lab, hated every second of it, hated the smell, hated the process. And we were in there for three hours. Was it twice a week or just once? Twice a week. Twice a week. And then Miranda and I would go in on Saturdays and study. It was like our nine to one every Saturday we would go in and study because you had to take these exams that were our professors would just put a toothpick or something around some part of the body and you had to name what it was on these cadavers. It was crazy. I, I barely passed. And I I love that class. But on that first day, we're gathering around, we're learning things. And I see out of the corner of my eye, Kylie starts to tip. And luckily, she tips into one of our classmates, Jeff, who's one of our older classmates. And he kind of wraps his arm around her like he's a hug kind of and he told us later that he was like this is a little new we're still just getting to know each other for this kind of a hug and it turns out Kylie had passed out and (laughs) to be carried out of the cadaver room and be re re situated um and so Kylie passed out in cadaver lab yeah first day it was like within like well first 30 minutes or something Yep. And we were all right there with her. We were all thinking about passing out, but she went the extra mile and did it. Um, <laughs> which is I something think that cool. was only like the second time in my life I've ever passed out too. Uh, phlebotomy lab, I think, got both of us at one point. Yeah. Phlebotomy lab. That's the other thing, people. We learned how to draw blood on each other, like on each other. We're First day on brought blood, 7.30 in the morning on Thursdays. Our teacher was as a piece of work himself, Dr. <laughs> the Destroyer. And we're learning how to draw blood on each other. And I'm not in a state where chiropractic can draw blood, but there are states like Oregon who can. Um, and I sometimes I really wish that I could because it would be making it would make labs a lot easier to draw. But Same. that was the first week of the quarter. I'm getting bombarded. We're getting bombarded by all this new stuff. And we're literally in from class from 7.30 to 5.30 every single day. And then you have to go study on top of that. So you're literally 60 hours a week studying. And it was a lot. Like Miranda said, we were doing 28, 34 credits every quarter. And it was just, uh, that was the way the program was set up. You either survived it or you didn't. And if you didn't survive it, well, then you got kicked out, I guess. And there were people in the first quarter we had classmates who didn't make it through um we also had classmates who quit halfway through they were a couple and then they had a big old fight and they ended up quitting school halfway through one of them now was a what is she orthopedic surgeon mm-hmm. the other one i don't know what he's doing he's enjoying life right. in alaska right now but anyways that was quarter one um i did pass out i remember that quite well i, I woke up in the hallway with two of my classmates, two men carrying me. Now we're like best, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks and we become best friends because 
we literally have to survive on each other every single day, all day long. You're learning how to adjust on each other. You're learning to feel for things on each other. You just, you got no boundaries. Boundaries are tossed out the door. And the boundaries were tossed out the door like day one when we had to start palpating. Yep, that was the other thing we did day one of school is we were told to bring a t-shirt with a slit in the back cut from the collar down to the bottom. So we were still modest, but that we could see the spine. And we had to go from the skull to the tailbone. And we had to palpate that on at least, I want to say it was at least three classmates. Um, but by the end of school, everybody had felt up everybody. Needless <laughs> <laughs> to say, let's just say we... There were no boundaries. Starting the day one. And this was a, it was like a three and a half year program. You could make it into a four year program if you took one quarter and split it up, which we both did because we were drowning at that point of our lives um, from all sorts of things. My fatigue, including because I could barely get out of bed at that point. So what were some, what are some other vivid memories you have from that first year of school? Well, we both found our husbands. At that point, and so we were dating on top of doing school. Um, we we should also, correct that. Her husband was close by. My husband was like 800 miles away. It's true. I, I met him in Utah before I left, um, and we just kind of stayed in contact and stayed in touch. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see, what else were we doing? Studying. We had a whiteboard up in our front room that we would draw the brachial plexus on. We had stand the spine that is currently residing in my office. Um, <laughs> I forgot all this. I don't remember. I remember the whiteboard, but I because you brought it up and drawing out that stupid plexus. You guys are wondering that's the plexus that goes from your nervous from your cervical Next. spine out through your shoulder. Um, let's see what else. Um, I remember going, we went to hockey games. So we played a little bit. We went up to Seattle. Um, we, what else did we do in school? What other classes? Lots and lots of adjusting. Some adjustments went well, some adjustments not so well. Um, lots of late nights and brains exploding, trying to figure out what kind of food to eat. Um, to help us have brain power. Remember our little power balls that mm -hmm. we make and your granola that we survived on. Yeah, Miranda uh, and I, we basically home cooked just about everything we ate. We rarely went out to dinner or went out, period. And if we did, it was always like, finals are done. We're going to go, what's that place called in downtown? Uh, we went to Papa Hayden's. We went to that burger place. Yeah, what the, it will, it will come to us. We always had this place that we went to downtown Portland where after our last final, we would go celebrate. And by the time you hit the last final, it was like you thought you were going to be absolutely exhausted and just want to crash. But you had so much adrenaline pumping through your body. It was like you couldn't sleep. So you went to celebrate it. After literally we were, we were taking 15, 16, 17 finals in four days. It was very typical for us to have three or four finals per day for Monday through Thursday. Um, that was that was our life and we wrapped up year one with part one boards which I just I've been packing up my house and I just found my part one board um, and how they did not go well the first time around 
Um, well, let's explain why. Because we had a little bit on our plate so that week. So like true. I said, my husband lived in Utah. He moved to Oregon beginning of February 2015. Yeah. Because we started school January 1st. I'm, well, I, we moved January 1st, 2014. And so he followed me up there February. At this point, Miranda's already engaged. She had been engaged since October. October, the, the previous year. And so she was planning on, we had our quarter, the way our school was set up was we had literally 11 weeks of hell. And then we had two week break. And then we'd go back at it again. 11 weeks of hell and then a two week break. We'd have classes for 10 weeks, and that included quizzes, lab tests in general, and then we would get to finals week, and it was just purely tests. But it was, you know, like I said, 14, 15, 16 tests a week. And then we'd have a two-week break, and you could you could go play on that two-week break, but by the time you got there, especially in, like, our third year, you literally just slept for two weeks just to survive. And then you, if you had clinic, which we did the latter half, I mean, you usually had to stay for clinics. So you couldn't do anything anyways. You just didn't have class per se. So my husband moves up in the beginning of February. Um, we're both set to get married in March during our two-week break off. And the week before we both are getting married, we have this. We had finals and then boards. A week, right? We had 20 different finals. And then we had six national board exams all within a six-day period. So we started off taking our first test Monday morning. We did all of our finals Monday through Thursday. I remember they gave us Friday off. And then we went back into the testing centers Saturday and Sunday for three exams, both days for a total of six exams. And that was just part one boards. And then remember, Miranda and I are cleaning out our apartment this exact same week because we're getting married and changing the next, into the phase next phase of our life so our husbands our soon-to-be husbands are cleaning our apartment and we're just trying to stay focused and literally you're under so much stress you can't eat but you force yourself to eat because you have to have brain food and brain power to get through the next exam and i remember my now husband andrew um, we were sitting there it was like wednesday of that week and he was like well how many more exams do you have and I said, I said, honey, it doesn't matter how many more exams I have. The only exam that matters is the next one. And because you had to focus on, yes, we had taken nine exams up to that point or 10 or exams or whatever, but the only exam that mattered was the very next one. And you had to approach things that way. Otherwise, it was literally the first year we would cry because it was like, how, how are we going to do all this? How can we get all this? What? <laughs> So I'm pretty sure I did cry. I'm sure we cried several times, both of us, whether it was in front of each other or in the, or in the shower, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it, that, that was our life. And so when we finished testing Sunday night, then we both got on an airplane with Andrew. I think Brandon came back in a few days then, right? So Andrew, Miranda, and I got on an airplane Monday morning, flew to Utah, which is where we're both from, where we were getting married. And then I drove like two hours to central Utah where I got married the next day on Tuesday. And then Miranda got married that following Saturday. So we had all this going on. And in order to pass board exams, you had to pass a percentage of them. 
and it went rough for both of us, but it's okay. We pass them later and we still have our degree, just like everybody else. We can still do everything everybody else is doing, but it was a rough, rough week. And I remember getting those test scores back, what, like two weeks later. And of course, we're brand new married. So I, I called my dad. He was the only one I could get a, a hold of. And I just start bawling on the phone. <laughs> dad, I failed these two exams. I have to retake them. He's like, Kylie, you took 22 exams and you failed two of them. You should be pretty grateful. Oh, I don't want to go back to that week. That was an awful week. But years two and three got better. Yeah. They became more clinical, less book work. That's where we really got into the adjusting. We got into learning how to take our notes. Um, we got into the clinic, which was an interesting, again, very different experiences for you and I. Um, I oh, You were the good girl. I was the good girl. I played by the rules. Kylie decided to push the boundaries, just like always. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, it worked out really well. I ended up in a downtown clinic for homeless women that I got to work on them for two days a week, as well as our on-campus clinic. Um, Kai, where did you end up? Ended up in Gresham. So I was like right by my house. Mm-hmm. A mile from my house. Um, I At this point, I'm pregnant. Oh, um, yes. Sure. It was very, very, very rough. I would go in and get IVs for just fluids every every other week. I was throwing up all the time. Um, I remember a couple times I threw up on campus, but I think I did pretty good. Nobody actually saw me, heard me throwing up, but I would survive off of Jamba Juices. I would go grab me a Jamba Juice before clinic and I would just sip it. It would be a large orange dream machine with two scoops away. And that's what I would eat the next six hours just trying to get through clinic. And then in and I was in Gresham, so there was a clinic on our school campus, and then we were outsourced to another clinic, and it just depended on where you got put. Where I went downtown, I went to um, the opposite direction in, in a city called Gresham, which is right next to Portland, which is where Andrew and I lived, so it was, it was nice to have it by my house. And then I was underneath a female clinician who had experienced pregnancy during school as well, so she had a little bit more sympathy for me. Um, and if I wasn't feeling good, she would know and I, she'd make my schedule light. And then the other side, the other side of the spectrum was I had a male clinician at the, on campus. We, I mean, we got along, but his wife's pregnancy was were easy. So he didn't understand how I could be so sick. And so I have pregnancy brain and I wanted to do functional medicine. And it should have been accepted on that campus because they had a master's degree in functional medicine, but all of our classmates who are in it didn't know how to apply it. So here I am, I'm doing this outside curriculum of functional medicine online on top of all the schooling, on top of being pregnant, and I'm practicing functional medicine until that one day I got called in. Yes, secretly practicing functional medicine. And I got, so I got suspended for a week um, because of what I was trying to do. I was trying to help this specific one patient. And they got a hold of my intake forms uh, by their handbook. You were supposed to only use their one half page intake form. I had an intake form that was 25 pages long 
from the curriculum that I was doing. And I used it on this one patient because a half a page wasn't going to give me jack crap about her history. And unfortunately, she handed it to the front office and not to me. So the front office got their hands on it and so on and so forth. And they took away my treating rights for a week. And I was heartbroken and devastated. But looking back, it was like a blessing in disguise because I was falling behind with all my other required work. And it was like a week where I could just get caught up. My body could chill. And so eventually, once I got all done with school, I was into my third trimester. We were just doing um, our internship, basically, is what it's called. I was completely fine after that. Once we got off campus, once the stress levels chilled, never had a problem with nauseas or vomiting or sickness during pregnancy. And uh, he's now three years old and happy little boy. So, yeah, before. Good times. Uh huh. We became so much stronger, so much better clinicians, so much better women. Um, that was the other thing that I thought was so cool for us is there were not very many female females in our class, and so we had to stick together. We had to lean on each other. Um, and I've kept in contact with a handful of them. I know you have as well, Kylie, and they've become very successful in what they're doing. And the more I'm treating up here in Idaho, the more I'm finding the need for female clinicians of all kinds. And so we help pave the way and show that while you're three, while you're pregnant and can barely get out of bed, you can still get your doctorate degree. You can still learn so much um, and be able to provide services that people need that they maybe wouldn't feel comfortable getting from a male provider. And so we helped pave the way for that and we survived and we took a beating for it, but we've done it and we had to learn how to do things that our male teachers hadn't had to consider with some adjustments. Our hands are smaller. We have to be more conscious of what our body is doing um, to prevent any crossing with our patients. And so, you know, we, we had to think about things in a different way from a different perspective. And I think we've made the program better because of it, because you broke the rules, because we brought things up to our professors and other doctors and be like, hey, but how can we do this? Because we're not physically able to do it this way. Help us brainstorm through this. And so I, at least from my point of view, we, we made a big difference in our three and a half years in Portland. I like that. That's a good, that's a good ending note to end on. Um, one of the reasons why I did begin this whole process was because I was having I was an assistant in a male office, doctor's office, and I would have all these women come in and tell me all these problems about hormones and chronic fatigue and libido and menopause. And, and they would be like, don't tell the doctor because, you know, I don't want to tell him. He could help me, but I don't want to tell him because he's a male and he doesn't understand. So female doctors are so helpful, especially in the chiropractic world. There are very few of them. So if you're in Idaho, go to Idaho Falls. You've got a female chiropractor who is freaking legit ingesting because she I wish she was closer to me she adjusted me all the time <laughs> she's definitely a better adjuster than me because I don't ever do it anymore mine's all functional medicine I don't even own a table anymore 
Um, that's why we work together. I'll, I'll do the adjusting. You do the functional medicine. I go to Kylie any time I have a patient that I don't know what to do with. And I know there's more going on that I am not qualified to do. Um, and so we've had a couple calls late at night of when her kids are in bed and <laughs> my husband's asleep and we'll just talk about our patients and brainstorm. And, you know, it's a great, it's a great duo. Yeah. Always was from day one. You got it. Well, Miranda, you got to go. Um, we call each other twinner. So if you ever heard twinner through this process, we're just twins from another mother, literally and figuratively in every way, shape or form. And we survived that schooling together. We did perform the gynecology exam. We did perform the proctology exam. We did perform the genital urinary exam. We did it all. Um, so when next time you think about chiropractic, don't just think crack backs and crack necks. We have a whole host of schooling, just like the medical world does. We just cram it into four years and not necessarily eight with all the residencies. And on top of that, we have more nutrition than we get in the pharmacology world. So when it comes to nutrition, we have more, more classes, more schooling in that versus the pharmacokinetics stuff. So there you go. There's a snapshot into our schooling and into our, what, four years of life together? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Miranda. Any, any final words? Any final thoughts? I think we pretty much covered it. We, we went through hell and came out better. Yes, How about we did. <laughs> and in every way, shape, or form. Grew, you can only I don't, go I don't regret a single bit of it. it I, I loved it. So. I love parts of it. But I know. If you look back in that first, it's like, I don't, I don't need people to call me doctor. They can just call me Kylie. And then it's like, you experience that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I deserve to be called the doctor. <laughs> having gone it's through true. that. So, it's true. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned a little bit about chiropractic and the schooling that you go through. It's pretty standard like that across the board. Very rigorous programs. Literally, you survive it or you don't. And um, depending on the school you go to, depends on really where they focus. Our school focused directly on science and the evidence standard stuff, whereas other school on the complete side of the spectrum focuses on philosophy. Um, but ultimately, just find the right person for you, just like you're finding any other doctor that's right for you. And if you're in Idaho, Idaho go check Dr. Miranda out, and specifically in Idaho Falls. I hope you felt inspired empowered listening to this episode. If you did, I have two questions. One, are you ready to start healing beyond the diagnosis? Come join us inside the membership for 99 bucks a month and you can enjoy your transformation and get your life back by healing beyond the diagnosis. If you're not ready to jump into that, do you want to just dabble in it? See what kind of transformation you can experience in only 21 days. Come join us April 5th for one of the Permission to Heal 21-day boot camps. There are five Permission to Heal PCOS, Endometriosis, Chronic Fatigue, Thyroid, Anxiety and Depression. April 5th, what can you experience in just 21 days? How much better can you feel? Come find out.